بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على محمد خاتم الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger may Allah Salah and Salam be upon the noble prophet and his household and the noble companions and those who follow on their path until the day of resurrection no, may Allah's mercy be upon me and you that it is from the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and from the signs of his lordship and his uluhiyya, his divinity and from the perfection of his attributes is that he particularizes some of his creation with certain characteristics and with certain merits not only that, but he subhanahu wa ta'ala also give merits and excellences for certain times and certain places excelling one another in terms of the reward excelling one another also in terms of their merits as well and from that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had excelled some of the months and some of the days and some of the nights over the same kind in order that this becomes an asset and help for the Muslim to increase his actions and to take more of acts of obedience and not only that but also to renew his commitment to this deen continuously and in this, his reward will be amplified. And he will prepare for the time of death in a good way. And his provisions for that day of return will increase. So these seasons are to be utilized in this direction in order to compensate, not only to renew, but also to compensate for times of negligence and for times of mistakes and errors and also for time of reflection and repentance so the happy one is the one who takes heed and the happy one is the one who watches for these seasons and their alterations in terms of the good they bring all of our lifespan is considered as a season for winning and for profit for the one who is obedient and a loss for the one who continues on sin and thus the Muslim should know well and reflect upon the value of his life making more of good profit of it until the time of certainty comes قال الله تعالى 
in Surah Al-Hijr, verse 99. And worship your Lord until there comes unto you the certainty. Many of the Salaf, rahimahumullah, interpreted the certainty to mean death. And this is the saying of Mujahid, and Hassan, Qatada, and Abdul Rahman bin Zayd bin Aslam, and others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala excelled the days of this month, the twelfth month of the Islamic calendar, over other days. In the hadith reported by Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that he said, مَا مِنْ أَيَامٍ الْعَمَلُ الصَّالِحُ فِيهِنَّ أَحَبُّ إِلَى اللَّهِ مِنْهُ فِي هَذِهِ الْأَيَامِ الْعَشْرِ There are no days in which righteous deeds are more beloved to Allah than these ten days. قالوا ولا الجهاد في سبيل الله. The people ask, not even jihad for the sake of Allah. قال ولا الجهاد في سبيل الله إلا رجل خرج بنفسه وماله ولم يرجع من ذلك لشيء. Not even jihad for the sake of Allah, except in the case of a man who went out to fight, giving himself and his wealth up for the cause, and came back with nothing. And this is reported by Al-Bukhari and others. Also Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, reported from the Prophet والسلام, to have said, مَا مِنْ عَمَلٍ أَزْكَى عِنْدَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَلَا أَعْظَمُ أَجْرًا مِنْ خَيْرٍ يَعْمَلُهُ فِي عَشْرِ الْأَضْحَى There is no deed more precious in the sight of Allah, nor greater in reward than a good deed done during the ten days of sacrifice. Qila wala al-jihadu fi sabirillah. He was asked, not even jihad for the sake of Allah. Qala wala al-jihadu fi sabirillah azza wa jal. Illa rajulun kharaja bi nafsihi wa malihi falam yarja min thalika bi shay. Not even jihad for the sake of Allah, except in the case of a man who went out to fight, giving himself and his wealth up for the cause, and came back with nothing. And this is reported by Ad-Darimi, وَإِسْنَادُهُ حَسَنْ كَمَا قَالَ الشَّيْخِ الْأَلْبَانِي فِي الْإِرْوَاءِ It's reported by Ad-Darimi, and its chain of narration is good, as graded by Sheikh Al-Albani in his book Al-Irwa'. These texts and others, from the authentic reports clearly indicates the merits of the ten days of the Hijjah over other days from the year without an exception except for the ten nights the last ten, night, ten nights of the month of Ramadan However, the night 
the last 10 nights of Ramadan, in terms of the nights we say, are better because they include Laylatul Qadr, the night of decree, which is better than a thousand months. Imam Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, through this interpretation, all the texts are reconciled. And know, may Allah's mercy be upon me and you, that these ten days are characterized by specific merits. According to the majority of the scholars, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swerved an oath by them in reference to his oath which he subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in Surah Al-Fajr when he said Subhanahu wa ta'ala wal fajri wa layalin ashr by the dawn by the ten nights in Surah Al Fajr 1 and 2 and according to many of the righteous predecessors from them Ibn Abbas wa Ibn Zubayr wa Mujahid wa Ghayr Wahid and more than that from the Salaf and the latter scholars as well that this refers to the ten days of the Hijjah. And from that is that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shahida bi annaha afdalu ayyamid dunya testified sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that these are the best days of this world as correctly we related from the authentic hadith before. Thirdly that the Prophet ﷺ the Prophet ﷺ incited and encouraged people to do righteous deeds because because of the virtue of this season not only that but also because of sharaf al-makam the virtue of the place. Why? For the pilgrims. Those who do the pilgrim to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nowadays. And fourthly, in fiha yawmu arafa wa yawmu nahr. These ten days include the day of Arafah. This is the day when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala perfected his deen. And as we know, fasting on this day of Arafah expiates for the sins of two years. And also 
in these days there is the day of sacrifice Yawmun Nah which is the greatest day of the entire year and the greatest day of the Hajj combining acts of worship in it unlike any other day and because because it included in these days is the sacrifice and in it of course is the days of Hajj Al-Hafiz ibn Hajar in his book Fatih al-Bari he said what's apparent concerning the distinction of these days is the combination of the mothers of worship in these days what Al-Hafid ibn Hajar rahimahullah mentioned he said that what's apparent as to the reason why these days are distinguished is because therein is combined the mothers of worship in these days meaning the salah the siyam, fasting and charity of sadaqah and al-hajj and this does not take place except in these days and Allah knows best What is to be avoided in these 10 days for those who intend to make the sacrifice? The Sunnah indicates that anyone who intends to offer the sacrifice, then he should or must not take anything from his hair and nails. and removing anything from his skin and this is from the beginning of the ten days until after he has offered the sacrifice because the Prophet ﷺ said 
إذا رأيتم هلال ذي الحجة وأراد أحدكم أن يضحي فليمسك عن شعره وأظفاره حتى يضحي. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said when you see the new moon of the Hujjah if anyone of you wants to offer a sacrifice then he should stop cutting his hair and nails until he has offered his sacrifice and in another narration فَلَا يَمَسَّ مِنْ شَعْرِهِ وَبَشَرَتِهِ شَيْئًا he shouldn't touch or take away take anything from his hair and his skin all of this is reported in Sahih Muslim and this is a command an obligatory command and a prohibition according to the preponderating opinion because the command is general now if he on purpose takes any of these any of this hair or and cuts his nails then he should repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek forgiveness from Allah but there is no extra sacrifice and expiation is required from him and this is by consensus now if someone needs to take something of his hair or nails because it hurts him or it's harmful to him for example, having a broken nail or a wound inside in a place where there is hair, he can do so, and there is nothing wrong with that. Because we know that for the person in the state of ihram in Hajj, it is allowable for him to shave if he has any harm on his head and this is by way of textual proofs in the Quran and the Sunnah however with the one in the state of Ihram he has to offer a sacrifice as an expiation fidya and to the one who is not in Hajj and does the same there is no extra offering on his behalf and there is no harm for the woman to wash her head during the 10 days if she wants to sacrifice because the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam only forbade taking away the hair and it is also because it is permitted for the one in the state of Ihram in Hajj to wash his head
Now, if someone takes from his hair or his finger nails during the early days of this month, because he didn't intend to offer the sacrifice, then afterwards he decides to offer the sacrifice. Then he seizes from the day he intends to do so. Then he seizes from the day he decides to offer the sacrifice. And there are some women who delegate their relatives, their brothers or their sons to make the sacrifice on their behalf and when they do so they think that it is allowable for her to take cut the hair during these 10 days or clip the fingers fingernails and this is incorrect because the ruling is applicable on the one who is offering the sacrifice whether she authorizes someone else or not and the prohibition does not apply to the one authorized and the prohibition does not apply upon the one authorized or delegated So the prohibition is centered upon the one who intends to sacrifice as indicated by the hadith. As to the one who is authorized or delegated to carry on the sacrifice on behalf of someone else, then it is not forbidden for him to take any to take from his hair or clip his finger or take hair of his skin also it appears also that the prohibition is specific to the one who is sacrificing It is, it is apparent that the prohibition is specific to the one who is offering the sacrifice and it does not cover the, the wife, his wife, I mean it doesn't cover the wife and the children. If he intends to make them share in the reward unless any one of them, the wife or the children, has his own offering. It is so because the Messenger وسلم, offered the sacrifice on, the, uh, on behalf of the family of the Prophet himself. And there are no reports 
indicating that he forbade them from taking their nails or herbs at that time. Now, concerning the deeds in these great days. First of all, we have to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who made us witness these days in our lifetime. And this is the first thing we should give gratitude to Allah. Not only that, we should feel the greatness of these days. Thirdly, we should take the opportunity giving these days a special care and that we should strive we should strive strive against the temptations of the self by doing the acts of obedience one of the righteous predecessors by the name of Abu Uthman al-Nahdi rahimahullah said كانوا يعظمون ثلاث عشرات the salaf used to magnify three tens three tens the last ten nights of the month of Ramadan and the first tens of the month of the Hijjah ten days and the first ten days of the month of Muharram and it is from the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us is that he diversified the means for good and the means of obedience so that the activity of worship by the Muslim is always renewed and in these days there are specific righteous deeds that the Muslim should give them his best attention to carry them properly and fasting has been concluded to be one of the 
righteous deeds to fall under the general hadith of Ibn Abbas cited earlier whether this is a sunnah or not those who took by the hadith of Hunayda bin Khalid from his wife <coughs> that she said that some of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ told her that the Prophet ﷺ used to fast Ashura and nine days of the Hijjah and three days of each month and this hadith has been authenticated uh, by Shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah those who took by this found or concluded that it is mustahab recommended to fast them and those who <coughs> saw that in this hadith there is some ittirab, some shakiness and that it is opposed by that which is stronger that, than it reported by Muslim from Aisha when she said I haven't seen the messenger وسلم, fasting in these 10 days so those who gave, uh, gave preponderance to the hadith of Aisha uh, concluded the siyam of, of these days to be meritorious since they are righteous deeds and they fall under the general hadith of Ibn Abbas and those who took by gave the preponderance for the hadith of Hunayda then they concluded that its fasting is recommendable because of this hadith and Allah the most high knows best هذا الحديث القدسي الله كل عمل ابن آدم له إلا الصوم فإنه لي وأنا أجزي به All the deeds of the son of Adam are his except fasting it's for me and I reward for it and this hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari al-Muslim and it's a hadith of Abi Umama may Allah be pleased with him when he asked the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم دلني على عمل أدخل به الجنة tell me of a deed that permits me to enter paradise قال عليك بالصوم فإنه لا مثل له then carry on the fasting fast there is no equivalent to it قال الله عز وجل in the hadith al-Qudsi for example كل عمل ابن آدم له all the deeds of the son of Adam is his إلا الصوم فإنه لي وأنا أجزي به except fasting it is for me and I reward on it and in the hadith of Abi Umama may Allah be pleased with him when he asked the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم tell me of a deed permitting me to paradise فأنا عليك بالصوم fast فإنه لا مثل له there is no equivalent to it and it is from the most beloved deeds to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and some of the scholars as I said deducted that fasting these 10 days 
is recommended based upon the general evidences. As to the specific fasting of the day of Arafah, then the reward is great. And the evidence is clear. It has a special evidence for that. In that, this is a day of forgiveness of sins. And Eid for the people on that day in, in the Hajj. And it is recommended highly to be fasted for those who are not making the Hajj. And it is the day when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala perfected the deen and his favors upon this ummah. They don't need, they don't need any other day. It is reported from Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, that a man from the Jews told Umar, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, O leader of the believers, fi kitabikum ayah, in your book there is a verse, taqra'unaha, you recite it, law alayna ma'ashar al-Yahudi nazalat, lattakhadna thalika al-yawma idah, had it been revealed upon us, meaning the Jews, we would have taken that day as Eid. قال أي آية؟ عمر asked him, which آية? He, the Jew, recited the آية from Surah Al-Ma'idah verse 3. اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا. The Jew recited this verse. This day, those who disbelieved have given up all hope of your religion, so fear them not, but fear me, this day I have perfected your religion for you, completed my favor upon you, and have chosen for you Islam as your deen. Umar responded, عَرَفْنَا ذَلِكَ الْيَوْمِ We knew that day, وَالْمَكَانِ and the place, الَّذِي نَزَلَتْ فِيهِ The day and the place when this verse was revealed, on that day upon the Prophet والسلام, while standing on Arafah on a day of a Friday and in the narration reported by At-Tabari Umar response said in his response نزلت في يوم الجمعة it was revealed on a Friday ويوم عرفة and on the day of Arafah, وَكِلَاهُمَا بِحَمْدِ اللَّهِ لَنَا عِيدًا And both are Eid for us, all praise is due to Allah. The end of Umar's response. And Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her and her father, said, 
that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَا مِنْ يَوْمٍ أَكْثَرُ مِنْ أَنْ يُعْتِقَ اللَّهُ فِيهِ عَبْدًا مِنَ النَّارِ مِنْ يَوْمِ عَرَفَةِ وَإِنَّهُ لَيَدْنُوا ثُمَّ يُبَاهِ الْمَلَائِكَةَ فَيَقُولْ مَا أَرَادَ هَؤُلَى She said that the Prophet sallallahu said, There is no day when Allah sets free more of his slaves from hell than this day of Arafah. He draws near, subhanahu wa ta'ala, then praises them to the angels, saying, what do these want? What do these want? And here I would like to draw your attention that in the footnote concerning this hadith in the translation of Sahih Muslim, the one available by Siddiqi, and this is not the only, just not the only thing, but just to draw your attention to this in particular. He in the footnote said concerning the statement of Allah subhanahu the statement of the Prophet ﷺ that Allah draws near on this day. He said this is not physical and the like. We say, we believe that this is the true and real. And Allah descends and draws near in the way that fits His majesty. This is an alteration of the meanings. And this is not the only place where this happens in this translation. And we have pointed this matter more than once in other occasions as well. And also in the hadith which is reported by Imam Ahmed and by Ibn Khuzaymah. And Al-Albani graded it, rahimahullah, as good. Abi Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, said that the Messenger of Allah said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُبَاهِي بِأَهْلِ عَرَفَاتَ أَهْلَ السَّمَاءِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises the people of Arafat, praises them to the inhabitants of the heavens, فَيَقُولُ لَهُمْ and tells them, انظروا إلى عبادي Look at my slaves جاءوني شعثا غبرا They came to me disheveled and dusty disheveled and dusty So this hadith tells of the merits of the day of Arafah And that it's one of the days where the invocations are answered. And as Al Hafid ibn Rajab rahimahullah said, the hadith is in general. And al min al nar amun li jami' al muslimin. That the deliverance from the hell on this day is general, it covers all the Muslims. So they have to invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely on this day. 
Not only that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave a special reward on this day as reported in the hadith which Abi Qatad al-Ansari related that the Messenger وسلم, when he was asked about the fasting of the day of Arafah he said يُكَثِّرُ السَّنَةَ الْمَاضِيَةَ وَالسَّنَةَ الْقَابِلَةَ it expiates the the year before and the year to come and this is recommendable for the person who is not performing the Hajj as to the pilgrim himself then this is not a sunnah for him because the messenger وسلم, did not fast that day when he was doing his hajj As to the dua on the day of Arafah, it is a special one also, distinguished from the other duas. Because the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam said, خَيْرُ الدُّعَاءِ دُعَاءُ يَوْمِ عَرَفَةِ The best of dua is that of the dua of the day of Arafah. وَخَيْرُ مَا قُلْتُ أَنَا وَالنَّبِيُّونَ مِنْ قَبْلِ And the best which I had said, and the prophets before me had said, لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير لا إله إلا الله من has the right to be worshipped except Allah alone without a partner وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد his is the kingdom and all praise is due to him وَهُوَ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ And he is able to do all things. So for the Muslim is encouraged and reminded concerning this dua on this day, on this great day, taking the opportunity and hoping for the response from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the acceptance. And let him remember to include also in his dua himself, his parents, his family, Islam and the Muslims. And if he is fasting on this day, then the answering of this dua is anticipated especially at the time of iftar and let him make this dua with sincerity and purity because this is the origin of Islam Tawheed
the second type of actions done during these days is At-Takbir the remembrances mentioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remembering Him by Takbir and Tahleel and Tahmeed and Tasbih and Istighfar and Dua Takbir to say Allahu Akbar Tahleel to say La ilaha illallah Tasbih to say Subhanallah Istighfar you say Astaghfirullah I seek refuge in Allah and the dua this is all recommended at all times except at specific times like if someone is responding to the call of nature or during the legal sexual intercourse and for the one listening to the khutbah on Friday as to the merits of the remembrances of Allah the Prophet said سبق المفردون قالوا يا رسول الله من المفردون قال الذاكرون الله كثيرا والذاكرات سبق المفردون المفردون has hasn for the reward they said who is the مفردون or messenger of Allah he said those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the men and women they remember him abundantly And some of the scholars have concluded the allowability of takbir during the days, the ten days of the hujjah, from the verse in Surah Al-Hajj, verse 28. ويذكر اسم الله في أيام معلومات على ما رزقهم من بهيمة الأنعام that they might witness things that are of benefit to them and mention the name of Allah on appointed days over the beast of cattle that they has provided for them for sacrifice This is reported from Ibn Abbas and Ibn Umar.
I mean, Ibn Abbas, rahimahullah, may Allah's mercy be, may Allah be pleased with him when his father said that these days are the days, the ten days of the Hujjah. So they said, what is intended here in this verse is at takbir or ayyam al-ashr. At takbir, making takbir during the ten days. And this tafsir, however, is weakened by some of the scholars from them is Ibn al-Arabi in Ahkam al-Quran and al-Shaykh al-Shanqiti rahimahullah fi adwa' al-Bayan they said that what is intended here in these known days is ayyam al-Nahr, the day of sacrifice which is the day of Eid and two days or three days after that and that this had been reported from Ibrahim al-Nahai rahimahullah and it is one narration from Imam Ahmad as Imam Ibn Kathir mentioned in his tafsir thirdly Here, however, it is to be mentioned that the takbir has been forgotten by many of the Muslims, unfortunately. A few are those who make the takbir. And when the takbir is done, it is to be done loudly. in order to revive the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to remind the negligent ones and there is sound proof that Ibn Umar and Abu Hurairah may Allah be pleased with both of them used to go to the Al-Aswaq, to the marketplaces during the first ten days of the Hujjah of this month making takbir loudly and the people would recite after them when they hear them but it is an innovation to make takbir in congregation someone sits and makes takbir and people follow him on that Rather, it's to be done individually. Because there is no proof for them. This remembrance is in congregation. From the righteous deeds during these days of the month of the Hijjah, the ten days is Al-Hajj wal-Umrah and this is the best done during these deeds anyone whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had bestowed upon him the favor of making the pilgrimage in accordance with the way of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam then he inshallah has a share 
from the saying of the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم الحج المبرور ليس له جزاء إلا الجنة الحج المبرور المبرور meaning the sincere and rightful حج its reward is no less than admittance to paradise and fourthly الإكثار من الأعمال الصالحة doing more of these good deeds or of the good and righteous deeds during these days because this is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in general so the Muslim should busy himself in obedience from salah, from recitation from sadaqah from being good to the parents the neighbors Salatul Arham visiting the kings connecting with them calling them helping them enjoining what is right forbidding what is wrong and from that for example is a reminder concerning it when the Prophet ﷺ mentioned the one who performs Salat al-Fajr in congregation then sits remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until the sun rises then after that he offers two rak'ah كانت كأجري حجة المعمرة then its reward is like the reward of a hajj or a umrah they said, O Messenger of Allah, tamma, tamma. Then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi tamma, tamma, tamma. Complete, complete, complete. And this is a great merit. And great good. The fifth of the righteous deeds is al-udhiyya, the sacrifice. Seeking means of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by offering the sacrifice sincerely for him subhanahu wa ta'ala and spending in his obedience and the sixth one is a tawbah sincere tawbah this is so much asserted during these ten days to repent to Allah and turn away from sins and giving people their rights and tawbah it means to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turn away from what he dislikes and this should be openly and inwardly and the person and the Muslim who may have indulged in sin should hasten to perform the tawbah without delay because no one knows when he or she will die not to mention that sins lead to more and that sins enduring the meritorious days and meritorious places may be amplified 
in magnitude and in punishment. And this is a great opportunity because these days we see people coming forward towards obedience. So it, therefore it is a good timing for the person to confess his sins and to regret what had already been done. Otherwise Tawbah is open at all times. But it's more asserted during these mature days. So, when these days, in these days the Muslim makes the repentance and with the righteous deeds, then this is a sign for success by the will of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Qasas in 2867 But as for him who repented, believed, Repented from shirk and from sins and believed in Tawheed and in the messenger of Muhammad and did righteous deeds in the life of this world, then he will be among those who are successful. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from them. So the Muslims should be keen about benefiting from these great seasons. And let him introduce good work before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because this day is minimal. وَالرَّحِيلُ قَرِيلٌ And departure is coming close. وَالطَّرِيقُ مَخُوفٌ And the road is scary. And negligence and boost of false pride are detrimental. And the danger is great. And the one observing is all seeing. And to him we all shall return. You missed something, perhaps there was a disconnection. What was the last thing that you heard? What was the last thing you heard? The dua? No. 
Which dawn? Oh, the verse, Nam. Yes, the verse. Allah Ta'ala, Nam. فَأَمَّا مَنْ تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَعَسَىٰ أَنْ يَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُفْلِحِينَ 2867 But as for him who repented from shirk and sins and believed in tawheed and believed in the oneness and uniqueness of Allah and his messenger Muhammad sallallahu and did righteous deeds in this life of the world then he will be among those who are successful we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from them so let the Muslim be keen concerning these great seasons of goodness because they will move ahead quickly and let him introduce before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala good words so that he can good works so that he can find the reward at times when he needs it so much, the stay is minimal and the departure is soon, is drawing nearer and the road is scary and false pride and negligence are detrimental and the danger is great and the one observing is all seeing and to him we shall return to him is the final return the tawbah is so much needed and the tawbah requires conditions in order for it to be accepted requires sincerity regret ceasing from doing the sin and determination not to return and that it occurs before the time when it's not accepted when the person faces death or the sun rises from the west Allah Ta'ala فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَى وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًا يَرَى والحمد لله رب العالمين so whoever does good equal to the weight of an atom or to the weight of an ant shall see it. And whoever does evil equal to the weight of an ant shall see it. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who will truly work these days in the way that pleases him subhanahu wa ta'ala and to guide us to all good in it. Alhamdulillah وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته